Episode 18, The Feast of St. Andrew, Part 1. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome the hell back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top gothic horror campaign. As always, I am Dragnacarta, your host and DM, and man, it feels like it's been a while since our last episode. Almost like it's been a whole year. Boo. Thank you, Jack, for validating me. Anyways, it's been a hectic few weeks, so we appreciate you all coming back out for what we hope should be uh, a fun time. As always, we will have some uh, announcements after our break, as well as a few new uh, cool features during our break that we think you might enjoy. But for now, uh, as always, we appreciate you guys and uh, are, as always, glad to have you. Hope you're staying warm, staying safe, staying sane. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. So without further ado, let's get started with Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrilai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface. In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metrion. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metrion the Magnificent. He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely. The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lilisen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself, and even looks nervous when anyone comes within ten feet of her. Amity, a terrifying deviloid with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. 
just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment. Erythrindir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite gotten enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time. Welcome back, everyone. So, last we left off on Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Returning victorious from the Wizard of Wines, the party found Ismark Kolyanovich, bloody and wounded, hiding in one of the abandoned cottages just outside Balaki. He told the party that Irina had been kidnapped by Izak Strozny, the Baron's right-hand man at the Festival of the Blazing Sun that Ismark himself had been beaten and thrown out of town in an attempt to defend his sister. Agreeing to rescue Irina, the companions disguised Ismark and slipped into town, delivering the shipment of wine to the Blue Water Inn and securing their promised reward, as well as confidential information from Erwin Mardikov regarding Irina's potential whereabouts. The party then agreed to split up, looking to cover more ground. Together, Kiva and Lillison return to Vokter House, where they look to glean additional information from Lady Fiona Vokter. There, they learn that Isaac lived at the Baron's Manor in town, and that Strozny, a cruel man with a penchant for drink, had a fiendish power over fire. Meanwhile, as Amity and Metrion purchased new supplies, Erthrandir ventured alone into the belly of the beast, Baron Velokovich's mansion. There, he secured a tutoring session with Victor Velokovich, the Burgomaster's son. To Erthrandir's surprise and quiet horror, however, the young man displayed a preternatural affinity for magic, bewitching the Baron's servants and showing Erthrandir to his private workroom, where Victor shared his necromantic pets and his efforts to develop a functional transportation circle by means of egress from the land of Barovia. There, Erthrandir learned that Victor had a single goal, to escape Barovia, and had not previously shied away from deadly and, it seemed, potentially non-consensual human testing to get what he wanted. As they moved to conclude, Victor demanded that Erthrandir help him fix his teleportation circle, to which Erthrandir promised to return and assist further the next day, on the sole condition that Victor eavesdrop on his family and search out potential information regarding Isaac or Irina's whereabouts. That night, as the party discussed their plans to rescue Irina from Isaac's clutches, Metrion made his way to St. Andrew's Church to seek insight and guidance from Father Lucian Petrovich. As he did, however, Amity had a third prophetic nightmare regarding the Church of St. Andrew and a terrible calamity that could soon befall it. Together, the party, joined once more by Ismark, set off to the darkened streets of Valaki in a desperate effort to save their friend. And that is where we begin tonight. And so, Kiva, as you, your heart pounding in your chest, slip through the 
front doors of the sacred church. You hear your footsteps echoing very softly off of the creaking wooden floorboards below you. Behind you, you can just faintly see, just barely illuminated by the flickering candlelight cast from the interior of the chapel ahead. You can just faintly see behind you in the dim light, Lillison in the midst of casting a spell, Arthrandir and the others standing on the stone steps leading up to the church. Lillison, you complete casting your spell. And as you do see Kiva just step inside, you can just faintly see the indistinct shapes of figures, their backs to you, illuminated by the pews within the chapel. Metreon, sitting in the third row of the chapel. The You can see all around you several Barovian uh, men and women, uh, children sitting alongside of them, many of them uh, eyes and attention raptly upon Father Lucian, many of them with pale faces, slightly uh, uh, scared looks in their faces that have nonetheless been slowly melting away with each word of the Good Father's sermon tonight. You, you can see that each of them appear to either be bowing their head in silent prayer, others watching Father Lucian, many others staring straight ahead as though making some effort to take in the words that the Father speaks. And as the priest raises his hands and says, My children, and so I promise to you that even in the darkest hours, the light of the morning, Lord, shall always... And that is when you hear a whispering in the back of your head. The familiar voice of Lillison murmuring, Petrion, are you well? Amity had another foreboding dream. We're all here. How do you respond? Uh, flinch at first, uh, freaking out. I start to kind of like uh, look around to see if I see Lillison. Uh, make a quick perception check for me. Can do. While uh, Metrion is doing that, once Kiva gets inside of the building, she's looking for any additional exits and trying to like make a count of how many people are in the church right now. Make another perception check for me. Uh, that's a nine and, for me. All right. So Metrion, uh, glancing around your immediate vicinity, you check out the pews next to you. You can just faintly see through the stained glass windows, um, looking to the uh, east, just a few shades of trees to the west, just the lonely cemetery uh, that borders the church. You don't see Lillison anywhere. Kiva, would you get? Kiva? I got a uh, nat one for a total of four. <laughs> Beautiful. Glancing in, it's difficult to see, not only because you're currently all the way back by the door, um, which only restricts you to seeing a one or two silhouettes on either side of the main corridor that moves through the chapel. You can see Father Lucian's uh, figure, uh, his face cast almost eerily in the flickering light of the candles upon and around the altar. Um, you can see a flickering torch beyond him that casts a uh, crimson ember glow upon the wooden floor stretching out uh, until it reaches the midpoint of the hallway which, in which you now stand. The shadows from the door reaching in like long stretching claws that tremble and shake with the rustling the trees outside and the whistling of the wind beyond. Looking around, you can see two doors on either side of this corridor that extends for another 20 feet before meeting the chapel. Uh, 
both doors to the left are made of wood and closed and similar for the ones on the right. Uh, Metron, uh, how do you respond? Yeah, so uh, not seeing her, I'll just kind of like slump back into my seat. Uh, I'm uh, fine. What? What are you doing here? As soon as you say that, you and Kiva, with her passive perception now beginning to creep forward through the corridor, hear a faint, distant chittering that grows slowly and slowly louder. And listen, as you finish the spell and glance up into the night sky, you see for a faint instant what seems like a great black cloud swiftly descending upon the church from above. And then you blink, and in the light of the great silver moon from overhead, you see it's not a cloud. Those are wings. And as you watch it descend, ah. plunging down forth into the toward the church, toward the belfry, Metron, the chittering and squeaking and screeching intensifies. Lillison, you were saying something? Oh, no, that was uh, Kiva saying the second she hears that chittering, um, she's going to start screaming for everyone to get out of the church and run to their homes. Uh, when I hear right. that, uh, when I hear Kiva, I stand up. No, 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 no. Stay here. Everything's fine. It's all As soon as here. you say that, Metrion, a flood of tiny, screeching black shapes bursts from above, crashing through the belfry and down into the mainstay of the church. You watch as, from above you, a cloud of tiny, black, biting bodies, their eyes glinting red in the crimson light of the torches, flooding into the church instantly as Kiva pitches their voice, and as you struggle to raise your own, it starts as a whimper, and then screams from around you as the Volokians sitting in the pews begin to lurch back, their eyes widening, Father Lucian's words drowned out by first the chittering and then the screams of horror as altogether as you watch as the Blackford bats swoop down, swarming around, buzzing like clouds, like a pestilence, their fangs glinting in the candlelight. You, those outside can see more and more of these hundreds and hundreds of bats flooding into the bell tower, down into the sanctuary. And as you watch the Vlachians begin to stand, lashing out from the pews and begin flooding down toward the south side of the church, I will need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, God. Do we, we have to, though? Give me one moment to get everything uh, yep. nice yeah. and up here. Oh. <laughs> there we go. All right, that's an 18 for me. It's a 14 for Kiva. That is a 15 for Earth and Deer. 10 for Metria. And a 19 for me. And me. All right. Uh, Amity, if you don't mind my asking. Um, actually, no, Amity, it looks like you're up first. I am uh, up first, so. yeah. What are you doing? You see the well, bats flooding in uh, to the belfry from up above. Um, you can see Kiva inside, and you hear her shouting through the sliver of the open door. Uh, what are you doing? And I heard Kiva shouting for everyone to evacuate, right? I believe you would have, yeah. yes. So uh, Amity sort of breathlessly whispers, ah, We're too late. Machan, get out of there! 
And um, then, uh, yeah, I mean, why use an action to do anything other than um, dash away? All right, where are you dashing to? Uh, well, I guess the surroundings. We know uh, that, or I guess, I guess I, I might not know what these are yet. So I guess just the surroundings, you know, is it like woods clearing? Is it like there's a road? Are there like buildings nearby? Yes, yeah, so you are currently on the west side of Velaki. Uh, to your uh, north, uh, to your northwest, you can see that there is a misty cemetery with old gravestones, the mist floating through between. Um, there is the main uh, central avenue of Verlaki, just to your south. Uh, across the street, you can see a few buildings and townhouses. Some of them with dark windows, others with illuminated windows behind closed shutters. Um, so yes. All right, cool. I'm dashing back into the main road and like holding position there. Uh, so you know, still watching. Like turn around watching what's happening uh okay and yeah that's my turn fun all right uh with that uh listen listen you're up okay lillison is actually going to take the opposite approach and go further um up to the doorway uh trying to see what she can see uh wow that is okay okay the fact that um, some of these townsfolk have read uh, like token frames was throwing me off for a moment. They're not all enemies. Gotcha. No. All right, listen, um, what's happening? How many bats does this look like? Um, a lot. You can see uh, just next to uh, Father Lucian behind the the altar, and now spilling toward um, a, a man and a child in the first and second pew. Just this massive swarm of bats, but you can see others uh, flitting around from side to side, filling the air and the overall space of the interior of the chapel. And uh, it seems to be there are far more than you can see. Okay. Um, Lillison is going to stand just outside the church and um thrust her her palm out forward and try to aim an acid splash over the heads of anybody who might be uh you know running down the the middle um uh and just arc it very high up towards the bats all right the swarm you can see yes all right very good so that's gonna be a dc 13 deck save that is a five all right that is three damage very good. You watch as the crimson red acid splashes all over several of the bats. They scream and chitter and squeak as several of them melt away, their wings developing large gouges and holes as they plummet to the ground. But there are so, so many more. Okay, and then Lillison is, is going to uh, step a a aside a little bit just in case people start flooding out. All right. With that, that is the end of Lillison's turn. Erthrandir, you're up. All right. So he's standing kind of frozen, torn between watching Amity sprint away and knowing that she's probably got the right idea and just kind of the horror happening inside. <sighs> okay. What he's going to do, I think, is he's going to step forward so he can get a better view into the church, swear loudly at the amount of bats that he can see, and then... Hmm. What are... what are the options? So, question. 
from, like, looking at this church from outside previously, does this look like the only obvious exit? Uh, from your previous visits and from what you can see from the outside, that this looks like the only exit, yes. Okay, shit. That's not good. All right. Erthrandir is going to throw the doors open, and then with a murmur, he is going to, like... He is going to let out a shimmer of song, and a bright glowing arrow appears above the exits as he casts Minor Illusion, as he yells, Through here! Come on! And then he is going to pull the door open, and as he does, can he look outside the doors, like, see if any, if Balaki's reacting at all to this, if folks are waking up, if, like, guards are coming running, anything like that? Uh, what's your passive perception? Uh, 11. 11, uh, yeah, because that would take a full action to make a full perception check here, but with your passive perception, um, you do see what seems to be a silhouette uh, glancing out from the upper window on the opposite street. You can't make that any more than that, though. Okay. In that case, yeah, he's just going to keep the door open with his body, and yeah, that's his turn. Alright, Kiva, you're up. Alrighty, right. So, um... Kiva is looking at the scene in front of her and sort of freaking the fuck out. So she is going to first uh, run up to the altar um, for her movement. And then, um, sorry, that side. And then uh, she is going to free action, just yell for everyone to keep going um, out of the doors. And then she is going to rage. All right. Uh, as you rage, you watch as the scars on the side of your face split open once more, and instead of the black ichor, a golden uh, liquid begins to drip down faintly as your eyes alight with dancing shimmers of purple, green, and blue. Amazing. So um, as that is happening, um, there's also this like weird mist um, that seems to be coming out of her hands and fingertips and it sort of uh, sort of swirls around her scimitar. Um, and her weapon gets to do some fun things now. Um, I don't know, should I tell people? Should I just wait and see what happens with it? Uh, this is part of your uh, wild surge ability? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, tell me what it does when, or actually, no, just tell me what it does uh, with your uh, with your weapon. Amazing. So um, she is going to take uh, and a swing at that swarm of bats in front of her. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing that, just confirming, are you at full hit points right now? Or did you lose some earlier in the day? No, I'm at I'm at 32 right now, so I'm about two thirds full. Gotcha. All right. Very good. Uh, I don't Swing think that, that hits. It's a seven. A seven, unfortunately, does not hit as you swipe through. It's it's tough. There are so many bats swarming around you, around your head, co some covering your eyes. One actually clutches to your ear and screeches in it at the top of its volumes, its little claws clutching and bleeding into your skin. You kind of like manage to swipe it off, but it flies back away, and your attack is unfortunately uh, not entirely effective. That is okay. Um, she's going to stand there and continue to scream for everyone to get, get the heck out. All right, uh, with that, that is the end of Kiva's turn. All right, as you do, uh, you watch as Father Lucian, his eyes wide, raises a hand, holding 
the other hand around his uh, holy symbol of the sunburst at his chest. As you watch, he chants an incantation, a uh, murmured, then shouted prayer. And as he finishes the chant, you watch as beginning at the sunburst and then expanding, swirling around him, you see a swirling sphere that glitters with a golden light filled with tiny spheres, almost like small suns that burned with wisps of flaming radiance. To me, my children, please, do not fear, do not panic, please, stay with me. I, I will ensure. His words are quickly drowned out by the bats, but you watch as the glittering golden sphere around him shines as he finishes casting Spirit Guardians. Ooh. Nice. Badass. All right, and with that, that is, he's going to move up uh, two squares. And with that, it is now the uh, Valachian's turns. You watch, uh, you hear as the shrieks intensify, people throwing themselves back in the pews. One of them actually topples the seat upon which they were sitting, sending another person flying onto their back and struggling to keep up. Together, you watch as the people begin to flood out of the church, some of them, but most of them, paying no mind to Father Lucian's words as they all, as one, flood back out the corridor, following Erthrandir's glittering arrow. As they do, however, you watch as from the roof of her head, where you hadn't seen it before, dark silhouettes suddenly plummet to the ground from above. You watch, now faintly illuminated in the darkness of the night, pale silhouettes, red eyes, and as each shape draws itself up to its height, glinting white fangs. as each of them falls to the ground and moving with vast superhuman speed, lurching around and obstructing uh, the Valachian's escape and yours. However, behind you, the corridor you watch fills with people shouting and screaming as they fled to escape. pushing and shoving and crying out and screaming. And as they do, some of the Vlachians scream and struggle to run further. And as they do, the vampires attack. You see a child run forward, one vampire lashing out toward it. The vampire catches 
the child just over the shoulder, long claws wrapping. Dragma? With, yes? What was the roll? It was a 16. Okay, go ahead. All good. Uh, wrapping around the child's shoulder and then pulling it close like a spider, grabbing its prey. Uh, the child, a young boy, yelps as the vampire grapples him and pulls him in close, fangs opening wide for a bite, red eyes glinting dangerously. As you watch other Flockians attempt to flee, moving around the vampires, but several of them, in turn, are attacked as well. The vampire's claws lashing out in the night. Uh, that one is another hit. That's a 19. I, I... Then we have another moving here. And let's see how that one works. Uh, that will be a hit. Or, yes, that is a 12 to hit. No, Erythrindir just shouts out in desperate rage and defiance. Don't you touch him. And that is now an 8 to hit. Okay, that misses as the child screams and floods running into the street. Uh, that's definitely as far as he can go. Not very far. Uh, this woman will attempt to flee as well. That is a 15, which hits. And this man will attempt to flee as well. With a 25, which will certainly hit, he is grappled. You watch as the vampires are claw sinking deep into their prospective prey, pulling them closer, salivating, eyes glinting red in the dark light. Uh, that is the end of that. Uh, Metreon, you're up. Uh, first, um, Metreon, uh, looking around in, in sheer confusion and panic. Uh, he's going to go ahead and shout out to the parishioners who are running, running to the exit. No, no, no. Uh, this is hollow ground. I can't get in here. Just just stay here. It's, it's Father Lucian says so. And um, with that, uh, he's also going to go ahead and rush up to uh, this swarm of bats, and he's just going to slash at it with his dagger. Alright, go for it. 19. Uh, 19 will hit. Will damage. Three points. Piercing. Three points. All right, you slice through it, stabbing uh, one bat in the chest and then slicing another's wing off, but it seems to do barely any damage. Uh, there are so many others, and it's so difficult to get a hold on them in this swirling swarm. Uh, you deal two damage. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really have of bonus action or anything like that so uh yeah he's just gonna stay he's just gonna stay here within the church hoping that the people come back inside all right um with that 
uh, Ismark, his eyes wide, moving forward. Um, he pulls his uh, longsword and short sword out of their sheaths and snarling beneath the moonlight, whirling through the air toward the spawn. Get your hands off of her! And he will uh, make two attacks against this vampire. Actually, I think he gets to make three. All right, first attack is unfortunately a miss, an 11 as he uh, swipes wide. Next one is a 19. This one hitting straight across the vampire's shoulder, slicing into it, dealing 11 points of damage. However, as you watch, it seems to only pierce partway, the vampire's thick skin quickly healing and obstructing most of the damage as it only takes half damage. You hear a mutter, shit. If without the magic, Killing these things is going to be very difficult. All the right. vampire doesn't even seem phased and turns toward him, hissing and baring its fangs. Uh, he'll make one final attack with his short sword. And swipe wide, unfortunately, missing entirely as he mutters a curse and steps back. All right, that is Ismark's turn. With that, the bat's turns. Uh, two of them are in the range of Father Lucine's spirit guardian, so they have to make uh, wisdom saving throws. Nice. Come on, spirit guardians. Big money, big money, big money. No enemies. All right, that's going to be a pair of wisdom saving throws. And a pair of failures. With that, each of them will take, I believe, let me double check. Uh, it's 3d8, Radiant. Beautiful, thank you very much. Each swarm takes 15 points of radiant damage. Nice. You watch as the tiny swirling orbs of sunlight tear into them, bursting with rays of light and sunburst energy. Many of the bats failing and screaming as the darkness of their wings is burned away by the blinding light. Father Lysian screaming, to me, no, don't you dare lay a hand on them. And all right, that is going to be the end of his turn. Actually, no, it's the bat's turns. Okay, so with that, the swarms of bats that remain, one of them will move toward Metreon, uh, two of them toward Father Lucian, and one of them toward Kiva. All right, uh, with that, that will be, uh, as the bats bite at you, Kiva, that's a 14 to hit. Miss. Very good. All right, uh, next against Metreon, that's going to be a 13 to hit. Does not hit. Very good. And with that, against Father Lucian, that's a 9 to hit, which misses. And finally... 
Ooh, a 19. Fortunately, however, not dealing over much damage. All right. He flinches back for a second, uh, but he does have to make a concentration check. Succeeding. All right, so you watch as the bats flood into the area, biting, nipping, tearing at Kiva and Metreon. Two swarms converging, hundreds of bats biting and swirling around Father Lucien's body, feeling biting, filling his clothes, uh, attacking and tearing at every bit of exposed flesh. But he sets his posture as they bite and nip, drawing blood from his skin, snarling, this is sanctified ground. You shall find no home here. And that is the end of the bat's turns. As you watch, however, Lillison, you see it gliding in through the doors silently over the heads of the Velakians within. A single bat flying against the tide and joining the others, not from the belfry, but from the door. And Metreon and Kiva, as the two of you watch, it's difficult to tell the exact moment when you notice him. And yet, for a moment, the swarms around you fill the air. Uh, fog and mist, a cloud of black flapping wings, and when they withdraw, you see him, tall, inhumanly so, pale-skinned, fine aristocrat's clothing, a red ruby brooch at his neck, very faintly pointed ears and a widow's peak at his forehead. As Strahd von Zarevich stands mere feet away from Father Lucian. Uh, Metreon is in complete shock right now. Uh, he's looking at Father Lucian just with this pleading, uh, baffled look on his face. Uh, he smiles, looking around at each of you, but Father Lucian in particular. Good evening, good father. It has been too long since I've visited Velaki in person. You watch as Father Lucian's eyes open wide and he takes an involuntary step back. Count von Zerovich, if your quarrel is with me, but call your creatures away from my flock. You watch as Strahd shakes his head, yet my children's thirst must be sated, and the legacy of St. Andrew has stood for long enough. It is time that my subjects grew beyond such childish things as faith, he glances at Metreon, and faded memories, he spares a glance for Kiva. You watch as Lucian reaches for something you hadn't noticed there, a mace tucked into the side of his belt, somehow tucked in below the faint, faded uh, vestments that he wears as he meets Strahd's, not his eyes, but his chest, staring straight ahead. If you have come to challenge faith, then it is by faith that you will be undone. Strahd laughs, a deep and terrible sound that shakes the air within the church. Come now, Father. Faith is simply a faculty that enables each of us to believe things we know to be simple lies. Now stand still or fight. I care not which. And he watches his form blurs 
and Amity. You're outside across the street as you watch the vampire spawn now spilling down, surrounding each of the Vlockians attempting to flood free of the church. You can see your friends clashing with them. And you hear the sound of shrieks and screams. What are you doing? Um, yeah, uh, she turns and gets this weird sort of half sense of deja vu. I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration bonus action to roll on the spirit table. Ooh. That's a one. Very interesting. Um, and then, yeah, she's going to turn and just try to run towards a dwelling. Um, cause she knows that they can't go into the dwellings. Um, can she make it to a house within the 30 feet, or I guess 60 feet with dash movement? Uh, from here, I would say yeah. yes, she can just make it to the front of a house. All right, yeah, she, she runs up to the house and um, in, in a panic, like jiggles the doorknob, tries to ram that thing open. All Is right. it unlocked? Um, the door that you're at now, it you try the door and it is in fact locked. Okay, um, then this will probably have to wait till next turn, but uh, she's like looking around for uh, how sturdy it is, whether there's a window, maybe there's some other houses in the block. Um, but yeah, uh, that's probably been um, her turn now. So pass it over to Lillison, who's in uh, a little bit more of an unstrategic position, I would say. Uh, actually, it's not Lillison's turn. It is the vampire's turn. What? Fuck! God damn it. No, it's not. They... Yes, it is. <laughs> Wait, can we all say no, it's not now? Uh, no, that's yeah. not how this works. That's not how I you're rolled supposed to play disbelieve. the game. I rolled a disbelief. <laughs> I rolled a deception <laughs> check. Inside. It's you watch as each of the vampires that has clutched one of their prey lashes forward, bringing them in close, and then bites down on the necks. First one is a 16, which hits, dealing nine points of piercing damage. Oh, no. And an additional seven points of necrotic damage as the Vampire closest to the church on the right side bites deep into the man's neck. He shouts, blood spurting from his neck, and then abruptly goes limp in the creature's arms. The vampire licking her lips as she drinks greedily. The next vampire will attack uh, his uh, imprisoned prey, looking to bite down deep on the neck. and actually miss as oh. the uh, Vlachian woman screams, doing her best to wriggle free. The vampire curses. Stay still. Uh, with that, the vampire uh, beside Ismark will first off, uh, you watch as the vampire's wounds, uh, Lilithan and Erythrindir, immediately begin to repair themselves, healing and regenerating as the vampire offers almost a uh, sick grin toward Ismark before bounding away to the child screaming and running into the darkness. Ismark will take an attack of opportunity. 
and miss, unfortunately, slicing wide in the darkness as the vampire attacks the child next to her. Unfortunately, rolling a natural one, the vampire stumbling, just caught off balance by evading Ismark's attack, attack that the child is able to nimbly duck free as the vampire hisses, Get over here, you little rats! Uh, next up, the, the other two vampires will make their own attacks, their bites on their imprisoned uh, prey. Uh, that's going to be a crit. You watch as the vampire drinks greedily from the young boy's neck, and he slumps over, unmoving. And then, finally, um, an additional vampire um, drinks a long and hard draughts of the man that has been grappled by her. Uh, that being a 19 to hit, which does hit, dealing more than sufficient damage as you watch the man's eyes roll back in his neck, blood up in his head, blood spurting from his neck, the vampire drinking long and happily before casting the corpse aside with satisfaction and disdain, turning back toward the cluster of townsfolk still in the corridor. With that, you watch as, actually, looking over this, you watch as a sixth vampire plummets from the roof uh, just beside Ismark, obstructing the way out of the uh, church and turning toward him. The newcomer hisses, I think I'll enjoy drinking yours, and lashes forward with his claws. Ismark parries, but not enough as the vampire's claws lash out, connecting with his neck. Ismark grunting as the vampire grabs him around the neck and pulls him in close, uh, eager for a fresh bite. Uh, Ismark is now grappled. And with that, you watch as the vampire spawn end their turns. Uh, Metron, Kiva, Strahd blurring with incredible speed, lashes his hand out toward Father Lucian's neck uh, as he will use one of his legendary actions to attack with one of his unarmed strikes. Uh, that'll be a 26. Dealing a total of eight points of necrotic damage. Father Lucian wincing and stumbling back as Strahd grabs her rolls around his windpipe and pulls him in close, lifting him very slightly, just a few inches off the ground, his feet dangling there. And Lucian does have to make another concentration check. Rolling an eight, you watch as Father Lucian chokes as Strahd lifts him further up into the air and the small orbs of flickering radiance wink out. All right, Lillison, it's your turn. All around you are vampire spawns screaming, corpses beginning to litter the ground, the remnants of their blood now dribbling and leaking into the soil around you. More Velakians shoving, pushing, screaming out the door, barely aware of the death that awaits them outside. What are you doing? All right. Uh, well, that's going to be a difficult one to follow up. Um, Lillison is going to look around. Um, and as a 
bonus action, she's going to disengage and just step up over here. Um, and she's going to say to Erthrandir and Ismark, We have to all concentrate on one. If we spread out our numbers, they, they'll, they'll just heal. And um, then she is going to... Uh, let's Acid Splash, the one right next to her. Alright, go for it. DC 13 deck save. Unfortunately, that is a 22. As Oof. its figure blurs with inhuman, almost supernatural speed, you can watch as its joint, its joints creak and twist in unnatural ways that this vampire, this creature, if it was once humanoid, it's beyond that now. Alright, I think that's her turn. All right. Uh, with that, Erthrandir, uh, you still see your blinking arrow at the top, but you watch as a vampire spawn at the very end of it turns toward eyes glinting, tongue lashing out as its fangs drink, drip with blood. Uh, beside you, another vampire spawn turning toward you with hunger in its eyes. What are you doing? Okay. He hears Lillison and just yells and just replies back in Elvish. I don't think that's going to work. We're going to... We need something else. I'm going to try something back me up also did we hear strahd inside or do we not know you that? have the only people who know that strahd is inside right now are metrion lucian and kiva all right so in that case going you to can't say anything beyond the the crowded mob of screaming pushing shoving Velocians. understandable so erthendir is going to look up at the stained glass of like the cathedral are there any actually here's a question does he know what from his studies of religion, would he know what Lathandarian angels look like? Um, make a make a religion check for me. Yes, yes, I will. Oof, that's a six. You're familiar enough with certain aspects of sun god iconography. You've seen once or twice a few depictions that you think might be related, um, but you're not wholly educated on, um, shall we say, uh, theological accuracy. <laughs> he does not need theological accuracy. So he is going to take out his wand and then moving a lot more ostentatiously than he needs to to cast the spell. He is going to cast Silent Image and conjure his own amalgamation of a hovering angel about 30 feet in the air with a sword pointed pointed a bit away from the building and a sword pointed down at the vampire spawn as he as he yells all right deal with the deal with this you mangy bastards all right you Lillison, you watch as an amity, you two, as a shimmering celestial, a blade with a sun carved into the hilt appears, uh, golden radiance playing around it in a uh, 10-foot sphere, um, a, a halo hovering over its head as, as mighty wings flap behind it. Um, it's a majestic sight. And yes, it looks down at the vampire spawn impassively. As, and that is going to be Earthendeer's turn. All right, how high off the ground is this uh, apparition? Uh, he wants to get it to the where the spawn can't reach it to figure out it, so it's an illusion. So, like, I'd say 30, 40 feet. But very obviously gotcha. looking down at them. All right, uh, with that, uh, as you end your turn, 
Um, Kiva, you're up. All right. So, um, does Kiva have line of sight on Strahd, or is he doing some weird thing that she can't see him? Uh, no, you can see him. Um, this, there's a swarm of bats like right above Father Lucian's head right now, um, but you can uh, you can see through you can see the Strahd right now. Amazing. Um, so, Kiva's actually going to. Hmm. Hmm. She's gonna move here, and I think I'm still in melee range, so I don't take an attack from those bats, please. Um, the bats can only attack things in their square, which means you don't take an opportunity attack. Oh, that's fucking cool. They're as not shit. entirely uh, in the right place right now, just for uh, token stacking purposes. But uh, actually, there is a swarm of bats in your square. I neglected to mention. So actually, yes, they get an opportunity attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the ones that attacked you last turn. Got it. I just can't see them, so that's why. Oh, gotcha. Um, that's a 13 to hit. Ah, uh, that misses. All right, very good. Uh, you nimbly duck free, uh, tumbling free of the swarm and landing uh, just beside one of the wooden pews that's now been overturned. Amazing. Um, so Kiva is going to draw from all of her strength and she's going to chuck her scimitar at Strahd. Whew. Okay. Holy shit. I hope this works, or else it's gonna really suck. That's a 17, does that hit? Oh a God. 17 does in fact hit. Awesome. <laughs> so this damage is actually force damage. And when she throws it, this sort of like cloud of mist surrounds the scimitar. It hits and then it immediately pops back into her hand. Yes, that's fucking red. And also, um, I'd like to free action say, eat shit, Strahd. All right. As you hurl the scimitar toward him, um, it slices into his skin, slashing across it. Do you get it back? Yeah, so it returns to her hand at the end of her turn. Gotcha. Okay, very good. Um, so with that, you hurl your scimitar through the air. It slices across Strahd's cheek, uh, cutting a deep gouge there. Um, however, as you watch... There's a shimmering of crimson crystal light as almost immediately the wound is healed. That's okay. She just wanted to distract him from the priest. Strahd turns toward you, raising an eyebrow. Uh, he licks his lips faintly. My child, are you truly so vain as to make everything about you? What can I say? I missed your smiling face. He chuckles. Fear not. I'm sure we'll have ample time together after my current appointment. And he turns back toward Lucian. The cut you dealt him now entirely healed over almost instantaneously. Is that your turn? Yes, thank you. And that was what kind of damage? Force damage. Gotcha. Six force damage. All right, very good. With that, that is the end of Kiva's turn, which means Lucien is up. You watch as he's struggling to breathe, coughing and hacking in Strahd's, Strahd's grasp as he reaches up to the air, mumbling words under his breath and clenches his fists together as he utters a prayer. You watch as 
operating in the air just beside him. A uh, shimmering ethereal sphere that shines with radiant light as he casts a spiritual weapon. He manages to hiss out, Your arrogance knows no bounds. But whatever you came here for tonight, you will not succeed. And he drives the spear forward, slicing it towards Strahd's neck. And that would be... Let's see, that's... Unfortunately, I have a few technical difficulties at the moment, so please excuse me. That's a 14 plus. Yeah, that hits. Uh, barely. As you watch this bear slices the air just into the side of Strahd's neck, you watch as Ancient of Blood begins to dribble free from the Spear of Force um, as it deals. Nine points of Force damage. Hey. Yas, bitch. My boy. Father Lucian's eyebrow furrows and then his eyes widen as once more you watch as there's a red flash of crimson light. Uh, Metron, you can almost hear deafening the beating of a distant heart. And as blood spurts from the wound, it instantly, without a second's hesitation, seals over once more, beyond regeneration, just apparating away the wound as though it were never there at all. Father Lucian's eyes widen and his face pales. At this, Strahd chuckles once more, turning toward him and then Kiva. Do not imagine that you are the first to have faith or to invade my realm, with a glance toward Kiva. If either of you were trying to impress me, I dare say you failed. You don't find me impressive? I find you intriguing. But you'll have to do more than that. All right, and that is the end of Father Lucian's turn. As one moment, please. All right, at the end of Father Lucian's turn, uh, Strahd lashes out toward his grapple prey, drawing him in close and biting down on the uh, middle-aged priest's neck. Uh, using um, his other legendary actions to do so. That's a 22 to hit. Dealing 20 points of damage. As you watch, Strahd lashes forward, um, clutching Lucian's neck tight, biting deep into his throat. And as he does, he murmurs, any last words, father? Father Lucian whispers, just loud enough for Metreon and Kiva to hear. I'm sure you want me to beg, 
I'm sure you want me to kneel and pray for mercy, but only the gods have the right to hear my prayers, and they have not but pity for the likes of you. Kill me, devil, as you came to, but if I am to die tonight, I will die as a man of faith and conviction, who knows that there are strengths that you will never know, and that no darkness can last forever. You hear Strahd once more laugh. You remind me of a certain man I once knew. Congratulations. You shall die like him. And with that, his jaw darting forward, barely a flinch, a moment's hesitation. You watch as Lucian's blood sprays into the air as Strahd tears his throat out with his fangs. Father Lucian's body crumbles at Strahd's feet. The Spear of Sunlight vanishes. Yeah, that Matt you hear... screams out in bloody yep. terror. <laughs> With that, you hear shrieks and screams from the Volokians at the rear, pushing forward struggling to get through their friends who are now seeing the vampires outside and struggling to get back in um, as several of them rush forward into the melee from the back, not the front, but uh, disengaging uh, in effort to avoid further attacks. One of them moving outside, yelping, and then stumbling on the stairs, uh, doing his best to dash as the others, you watch as they flood out uh, one of them ducking into a side room and screaming in terror. Um, another moving to follow behind before the vampire before him lashes out at the child uh, before it. The vampire fortunately just missing it as the child rushes into the room, cowering and whimpering. The other Volokians uh, glance back seeing Strahd, Father Lucian's corpse, screaming. They move to rush outside with the others, uh, disengaging attempting to flee past the rest of the mob. Metreon, you're up. You see Strahd wiping the blood from his lips. Uh, Father Lucian's body crumpled on the ground. Uh, yeah, Metreon is quaking right now, shivering. Uh, he looks up at Strahd. No. No! And he's going to go ahead and uh, extend his hand and he feels this kind of icy hatred course through his veins and he's never done this before so I don't know what it looked like uh, but he's going to go ahead and cast Chill Touch on Strahd alright uh, Kiva you watch as the air suddenly grows colder around Strahd and around you, your breath misting for a second as the uh, you watch as frost begins to creep along the ground at Strahd's feet crystallizing almost like a shimmering aura up his body and then crystallizing into a hand that clutches at Strahd's neck, formed of icy shards and tinged with a dark flickering aura. Uh, I believe this is an attack roll? It is. All right. 15, does that? Uh, Damn it. 15. Unfortunately, Strahd's clawed hand swipes up and smashes the hand into pieces as it falls to the ground. He eyes you with some small amount of amusement. 
necromantic magic against a man as learned as I. But I felt the skeletal touch, the shroud that lay behind that spell boy. You'll tell me where you learned it. And he fixes his eyes on you. Is that your turn, Metreon? Um, he, he's going to bonus action. Terrified by Strahd, uh, he's going to go ahead and bonus action. Disengage from the bats that are around him and uh, back up. Actually, he's going to move towards Kiva, I think. All right. And that's my turn. Very good. All right. With that, uh, his Mark's turn is up. He is still grappled, but he can still attack. Uh, he will turn not at the vampire that has... Uh... Oh, wait, that vampire left. He's no longer grappled. Hey! Uh, but he will whirl toward the vampire that is blocking the door, cursing and attempt to attack with his longsword and uh, short sword. That is a 20. That will hit. Dealing six points of damage, half to three. He'll attack again. Second time with the longsword. Unfortunately missing. And then a third time with the uh, short sword. This time he will hit, uh, slicing across uh, part of the uh, vampire's back, turn to him, uh, dealing seven points of damage, have to four. You watch as sweat is beating on Ismark's face now. The vampire spawn barely touched from any of the damage that he dealt, not even paying attention. You see his face is pale and white now, utter disbelief, and he stumbles back sweat beating on his, dripping down his cheeks and chin, but nonetheless rearing back for another strike. Uh, that is the end of his turn. Uh, it is the uh, bat's turns. As you watch, the bats swirl together and then begin making their way, flying swiftly out of the corridor toward the congregants. Um, with that, each of the swarms will make an attack against uh, one of those Barovians. That'll be a hit. And dealing, as you watch, the swarm of bats sweeps down on. Uh, actually, I don't know if either you can hear this. See this? Yes, you can. Kiva can just barely see as a swarm of bats swoops down on a man uh, struggling to flee for the exit, now surrounded by the swarms and the black flapping wings and the chittering of tiny beasts as they descend upon him, claws tearing, fangs ripping. He vanishes behind a cloud of black, and when the swarm returns, his body lies on the ground, unmoving. A trail of blood lying across his face, on bleeding onto the ground and floor. The bats screeching in hunger and satisfaction. The child next to him, a a, uh, a young woman, perhaps uh, midway through her teens, glances up and screams as the bats descend upon her as well. 
Unfortunately, the first swarm misses. The second swarm following suit, however. She manages to bat them off, swirling, using the door to open up and slap, slam some of the uh, bats aside, sheltering herself for a moment as she shoves herself into a corner and screams, Help! Please! Stop the... Alright, and that is the bats' turns. Strahd turns toward uh, Kiva and Metreon. He offers a slight nod of his head. It is, as always, a pleasure to see you. But it seems by business here today is at an end. Do say hello to your dear friends of yours. I hope they have pleasant dreams. And as you watch, his body begins to filter into uh, tiny black bats, a swirl of mist Ten. coalescing around him. Yes? Kibi, what are you doing? I was gonna say if Kiva can shout something, but I don't know. Up to you. All right, she's panicking. She's not gonna give away, um, or she's hoping this doesn't give away where Irina is, but she's saying Stranzi's planning an insurrection and that's what she's gonna shout as he's leaving. He raises an eyebrow. The politics of Velaki are of little concern to me, but nonetheless, I do hope you savor whatever relative peace they may bring you. As he finally begins to vanish into darkness, he fixes his gaze on Metreon. From your reaction, it seems the poor man was precious to you, was he not? My sympathies for the loss you have suffered tonight. But fear not, in time, your blood may run as cold as mine. After all, murder ought to turn one's stomach. But from the will you showed tonight, it seems it does get easier, does it not? And with a dark, shaking laughter, he vanishes, his, his form twisting into a large black-winged bat that flies the belfry and vanishes out of sight. And with that, Amity, you're up. Yeah, it's cold out and Amity has no idea what just transpired inside the church. She is um, banging on that door, yelling, anyone in there, please? Um, you bang on the door and uh, listening at it, you can hear, um... what's your passive perception? Uh, it's probably like zero, let me check. Uh, it <laughs> is, oh, I have a new character sheet, so I don't know exactly where to find it, but uh, my perception is plus zero, so it's probably 10. All right, you can just barely hear uh, disturbed and terrified voices from the other side. We can't risk it, but what if, no, we can't risk it. But the strangers, we can't. And then it goes silent and there's no response to your knocking. <sighs> All right. Um sobbingly, Amity sort of yells up at the sky, uh, uh, curse, karma, 
damn it, I'm sorry. Or, sorry. Let me in. She's just gonna run to the next house. Maybe the next one. Try that doorknob. I'll tell you what, if the next one's locked too, she's just gonna try to ram it open. All right, the next one uh, stiffens for a moment. Uh, if you'd like, you can ram. You can try to ram your way inside. Uh, sure. Is that like a strength check or athletics or what? Looking over the house, uh, yeah, the speed and the athletics check. All right, making it. That is a fifteen. You hurtle forward, uh, driven by panic and fear, and slam through the door. It. Uh, shakes inside, Hinge is actually screaming and twisting and squealing. As you notice, just a second too late, the doorknob was broken, not locked. And as you stumble, going head over heels, tumbling into the space beyond the slightly swollen door in the doorframe, you find yourself panting, chest heaving, at the center of a dark, moldy, decrepit chamber, covered in shadows and entirely empty of inhabitants. Ah, oh, yes, no comma today. She looks out the door and at the people who are running in this direction, yells, This way, they won't be able to get in the dwelling. All right, is that your turn? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, with that, it is the vampire spawn. Vampire spawns turns. As you watch, the one that was, uh, harmed by Ismark now regenerates, uh, regaining its health as he watches in stunned silence. Um, I believe they were distracted by the Celestial up above. What is the spell save DC for that? 13. Gotcha. They glance up toward it, eyes wide. Um, and one of the vampires sneers up at the celestial. What was the roll? Uh, what roll? For disbelieving. It is not rolling to disbelieve. Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry. You may think that you can intimidate us. But with our master here tonight, there is nothing we fear in his service. And it lurches toward the nearest Velaki and cries out in fear. That's going to be a 25 to hit with a claws. And it'll opt just to attack entirely, slashing out the Velakian's throat as the lifeblood goes spilling down the front of the woman's chest and she slumps to the ground as the spawn laughs and laughs in a cruel tone. Just reveling in the blood and destruction. Next up, uh, more vampire spawn will be attacking with their unarmed strikes or their claws. That is a 17 to hit. Dealing eight points of uh, slashing damage as he watches the vampire lashes out toward the child who had been fleeing and catches him just as he gets away. 
He screams as the vampire tears into him, dragging him back, and then rakes her claws across his back, and he goes limp. Uh, the next vampire spawn, attacking the woman to her south, uh, pulls her in close, having previously grappled her, and will attempt to uh, bite the woman. That is an 18 to hit. Dealing seven points of damage as the vampire draws the woman in close, biting into her neck and drawing forth the blood as uh, one more uh, Velakian dies in the night. Another vampire turning toward um, uh, Lillison, licking its, li licking its lips as it hisses. The master has said that you are his prey, but perhaps he will not mind a bit of a scratch and a sample as it lashes out with its claws toward you, Lillison. That is I a 15 like, to hit. I would like to shield as a reaction. All right. As it lashes out toward you, you throw up a shield. Uh, the glittering, uh, diabolic... Uh, acid green runes glimmering in the air, the vampire snarling as it scrapples against it. Um, then two more vampires spawn, one attacking the man, another attacking a woman next to her. That is a hit, dealing enough damage, and another hit, dealing also enough damage. You watch as the vampire spawn rake at the Velakians beside them carving and rending their flesh and more and more as the death toll grows higher. And with that, the vampire spawn end their turn. Lillison, you're up. The shield glittering, slowly fading from your foresight. Okay. Uh, Lillison is going to turn back to the vampire that presumably uh, took a swipe at her just now and said, uh, I object and is going to Acid Splash again. Woo! All right. Let's see how that does. That is a 15. Ah, oh, okay, nothing. Um, she's also going to pull out uh, her dagger and uh, flip it once in her other hand and catch it again, and that's my turn. All right, points for aesthetic. All right. Uh, with that, yep. No, it's me, right? Yes, it is Erythrindir's turn. All right. So Erythrindir, looking a bit, can he see which vampire spawn said that the whole thing about while our master is here, we fear nothing? Uh, that is the one... Um, all the way on the, on the eastern side of the stairs from you. Okay. Erythrindir is going to bury his face in Lelison's shoulder as if, like, trying to make sure, as if, like, trying to make sure she's all right. And as he does, he is going to stealthily trace out an incantation with his wand as the Celestial's finger raises at the vampire spawn that spoke. And he casts Dissonant Whispers at second level. Okay. Like flinches a little bit at this. I know. Sorry. I gotta do what I gotta do. 
What kind of this is? A, what kind of saving throw? This would be a wisdom save. Uh, that would be a natural 20. Okay, they still take half damage. Here's hoping that's enough. Okay, so that is going to be 13 damage, have to 6. Alright, you watch as the spawn winces for a second, the other one glancing toward it. Um, Alright, uh... You watch for a second uh, a bit of the blood as the vampire hacks and coughs as its eyes go wide and a bit white, uh, but it snarls, powering its willpower through, looking not quite any worse for wear. Damn it. All right, he's going to look around at the spawn, at Ismark, and everything. And yeah, that's his turn. All right, Kiva, you're up. All right, so um, let's see here. She really can't see much of anything, so she's going to give Metreon a look that's just like, I'm gonna go um, and start to move. Uh, there and she it looks like can't see any of the vampire spawn here so she's just going to throw her scimitar at the bats um closest uh, down i don't know is that right down right uh which bats so there's like two <laughs> i'm trying to describe it i wish i could ping on this map um it's fine it's three up from ismark Gotcha, that one. Okay, go for it. Sorry, I wish there was a better way to do that. You're good? I don't think a nine hits. Unfortunately not. The scimitar shears through the air, uh, slicing just between some of the bat's wings, clipping some of them, but not enough to do any sustained damage. All right, uh, she'll catch the blade back in her hand and uh, just stay there. I guess. All right. That is the end of your turn. As you watch the uh, townsfolk uh, screaming, uh, will uh, disengage and attempt to, to run fleeing from the church. You hear, Kiva, you hear a door slam from the side as uh, someone seems to shut the door for the uh, southeastern room. And with that, that is the end of the Valachians' turns. Metreon, you're up. What are you doing? You so are I alone, almost alone in the chapel, save for Kiva. Yes, yeah, so I... Uh, DM, if you would uh, entertain me, I would like to make a check for sanity. Um, All right. Uh, Metreon is clearly pretty broken up about this, so uh, I don't know if it'd be a wisdom or a charisma saving throw, but uh, he is tr struggling to keep himself uh, 
cognizant of everything going on. I would say make a wisdom saving throw. You set the DC. Okay. I just set it at 10. That's a three. <laughs> so Metreon stumbles to the corpse of Father Lucian and drops to his knees, slack-jawed, his eyes uh, heavy, and he just sits there at his side. He's not crying. He's not saying anything. He's just almost in a fugue state right now. And that's my turn. All right. Uh, with that, it is is Mark's turn. He will disengage from the vampire spawn uh, in front of him, dashing back, or not dashing back, but running back, holding up his uh, sword and shouting as he glares over across the vampires. If any of you want to get to them, you'll have to go past me. And uh, that is the end of Ismark's turn. You watch as the bats flood out from the corridor over Lillison's head, over Erythrindir's head, up into the sky. And entirely funnel like a dark, ghastly cloud into the night sky overhead. Uh, with that, you watch as from overhead for but a moment, uh, Lillison and Erthrandir, you can see a small dark shape across the moon. And as you look up, it's a faint silhouette of a black, of a black bat, slightly larger than the others. Each of the vampire look up at it in turn, squinting. One of them nods, snarling. And then the bat flits across the moon and is gone. Amity, you're up. You are right. in the this old abandoned house, and you can see that uh, there are a pair of kids. There's a man and uh, a few others who are looking toward you, wide-eyed, and beginning to rush their way over. Uh, yeah, Amity beckons them over, saying, "Yeah, everyone, come in. Unless you have sharp teeth, in which case, don't come in. You're not invited." Um, and Amity breathes a big sigh of relief, like, "All right." No, 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 no karma today. Everything's turning out just fine. Um, and, uh, I guess she also yells, like, uh, Kiva, Ethendir, Metreon, uh, Lillison, are you also on your way? I, but I suppose they're, they might be too far away. I, I don't know. Do I would respond? say Lillison and Ethendir can hear you. They can see you shouting from across the street, but just barely. Listen, you hear Amity first. But other than that, I have nothing much to do. Just taking the dodge action because I am 100% safe. Uh, you're free to respond, though, Lillison and Erythrindir. Hey, uh, Will. We. Will. Will. We'll, he's just struggling to get the words out. Thank you. Stay safe. God, I'll, I'll get these people to safety. Yeah, sure. Thank you. All right. With that, you watch as the vampire spawn 
glance up at the silhouette of the bat across the moon. Snarl, and then exchange glances, nodding into the darkness. Before they do, one vampire spawn licks her lips, sidestepping his mark in a blur of motion and lashing out at a man uh, before it. Attacking with an unarmed strike, or with claws, that is assisting to hit. The man is grappled, and you watch as the vampire begins pulling the man away. As Ismore cuts out a shout and uh, moves to attack with his longsword, taking an opportunity attack. That's a 22 to hit, dealing 7 points of slashing damage. Have to four as he just barely scratches across the vampire's side, snarling. And the vampire laughs with a terrible timbre to it as she drags the man away, kicking and screaming below the roots of the tree. As Mark shouting, "No!" The other vampires begin to make suit, almost galloping, galloping away on hands and knees like possessed beasts away from the church, leaving you entirely behind as they make their way toward the uh, remaining townsfolk. One of them making its way over toward the uh, grappled man, lashing forward with its own claws. Successfully grabbing him and then tearing him away. Pulling him away as he screams, kicking as the vampire pulls him toward the cemetery. You watch as another vampire turns toward Erthrandir, kissing, remembering. Perhaps we shall meet again. Well, perhaps not. As, and as it does, it whispers to you. I know the master well enough to recognize spell casting when I see it. I don't know what you did, but you're helping that angel somehow. I imagine that if I could slit your pretty little throat, perhaps it might go away. But perhaps another night. And the vampire bounds away, leaping into the cemetery, spraying a final glance for the uh, radiant depiction of the angel above and uh, vanishing into the foggy cemetery. No another one spreads a glance for... What? No attacks of opportunity? He's not taking it. Yeah, I don't believe is wielding a melee weapon right now, but there is one that is moving away from Lillison if you'd like to make an opportunity attack. Oh, I would. Go for it. 15 to hit. A 15, unfortunately, actually, let me double check here. A 15 just hits. All right. That's five damage. Five points of damage. All right, you slice faintly across the vampire's skin, uh, leaving a scarlet cut across one of its cheeks. It lurches back, snarling, and moves its tongue to be in lapping up the blood. You're cute, little girl. But do you really think that you're better than all the others that have invaded my lord's lands over the centuries? She is just like full on snarling back, actually. Um, Erthrandir being the only person who can, uh, who's close enough to see her right now, um, might, you know, see that this is 
like more emotion than she has showed openly by like an order of magnitude. Meanwhile, these two vampires over here will attempt to claw the remaining Balakians. That is a natural one and a 14. Uh, grappling uh, this one over here. Though the spawn cannot move any further. Uh, this one, cursing, looks to begin moving away. Uh, that is the end of the vampire's turns. Lillison, you're up. Um, Lillison is going to send an acid splash at the vampire that's moving away. Go for it. Still DC 13 deck save. Alrighty. Uh, which one? There are several. Uh, the one that is, uh, two squares away from her. That she just stabbed. Alright. That is a 22. Okay. Uh, she follows that up with, uh, Bring that message to your master. It just laughs, beginning to recede uh, into the shadows behind it uh, as its readied action to move takes off and it vanishes around the bend into the darkness. Lillison actually uh, grabs Erythrandir's hand and uh, tugs him towards the inside of the church. He'll follow. But he's going to yell at his mark first. Don't! There's nothing we can do to him. Please. His eyes turn toward you in a desperate, horrified, distant reaction. And at that moment, you see emotions warring in his eyes of weakness and loathing. And he glances back at the uh, two children behind him, gritting his teeth. Uh, and is that the end of Lilith's turn? Yep. Earthen, dear, she you're is, up. Uh, she has moved inside the church. Excellent. Does Ismark look like he's going to be trying to do this no matter what I say? Uh, as you look, uh, make an insight check. All right. Seven. Seven? It's hard to tell. He's looking at the two kids behind him. Um, you're not All sure right. if he's planning on running or if he's planning on doing something else. It, not willing to take any chances. Erythrindir is going to point towards the house where Amity has been yelling from. There! They should be safe in there. And then he's going... He yeah. And then he's going to step inside. And then just... What is the now that it's empty? What does the interior look like? It is covered in scuff marks. Uh, one of the torches has been knocked from sconces. The pews have been overturned. Uh, there is um, blood across the floor. Um, it is a grisly and ruined scene. His eyes go wide, and he just runs in. Kiva, Matreon, are you all right? Kiva? You see Kiva with her scimitar and Metreon kneeling over Father Lucian's body, his eyes wide open and glassy. Uh, any response from Kiva? Uh, Kiva, I was going to say, was probably um, going to look, be looking at 
around and sort of be focused on him, but up here, other people coming in, she'll like whirl her head up and peep her again and, and see who it is um, and say, we're fine. Uh, All right. Is there anything else in here? Uh, in here, uh, as far as you can tell, no, it seems empty. All right. He's going to look at Lillison. Uh, let's do what we can for the drags, all right? And then he is going to use his action to dash and then run out to join Ismark. All right. Um, Kiva, you're up. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. 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 Sorry, my Discord is like freaking out. Okay. So, um, I'm assuming I'm just seeing Erthendir did not come into the church then, or did he just leave? He came in, saw everyone was alive and not about to bleed out, and left. Okay. Um. So she's going to go over to Matreon and uh, and crouch down next to him. Um, she's not going to touch him or anything, but she is going to um, just hold her hand out sort of in between them and say, there's nothing that we can do for him now. And I know how hard this is, but we have to go. And I'd really like you to come with me. And she's going to try to um, see if he'll come with her to get out of the church. I would say this would have to be a persuasion roll. Okay. Do I get advantage because I've been in this situation before? <laughs> in this exact body situation as part of my backstory? Up to Jack. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Benevolent. That's a 19. Metreon's, uh, he kind of blinks as he comes back down to Earth. Uh... Still looks shell shocked, but uh, acknowledges that you are there, um, and looks up at you and looks back at Lucian. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We gotta go, right? Yeah. So Kiva will um, wait for Matrion to take a few steps ahead, and then uh, is the mace still on Lucian? Yes, the mace is still on his prone form. She's gonna take that and um, then go to Lillison and attempt to start getting out. Attempt to start what? You cut out for the last bit. Uh, sorry, attempt to start to get out of the church. All right, if you'd like to move yourself. All right, that's my turn. All right. With that, the commoners uh, turning around, uh, the two children of the Valachians turning toward Ismark with wide eyes, and he points toward the uh, open door with Amity and shouts, go, go! The kids uh, stumbling wide-eyed rush toward there, doing their best to make their on short feet, uh, just barely making their way and getting across the street, uh, rushing inside, 
stumbling and crashing into the old uh, abandoned house, panting and wheezing with exertion. Meanwhile, the um, uh, two grappled Velakians um, will struggle to break free. It's going to be a natural 20. Hey! Versus... Let's see how that looks. A tw Another natural 20. And an unnatural 20. Well, come Actually, on. Wait. Okay, yes. Um, with that, uh, the Volokians, uh fail to uh, escape as the final woman screams. Uh, she will disengage and attempt to run free toward uh, Amity's open door. Not quite making it, but getting nearly there. And with that, I believe uh, this one guy over here, he will attempt to escape the grapple as well. Uh, and fail with a two. Screaming, don't let them take me, please, don't let them take me. Uh, Metron, you're up. So, uh, having those words uh, from Keith, I kind of bring him back down to earth. He's going to go ahead and stand up. Um, actually, first he looks down, uh, and I assume that Lucina still has the holy symbol either on his neck or in his hand. Correct. He's going to pocket it. It's in it. his hand. The, the string just kind of tangled through his fingers. Yeah, he's going to carefully pocket it and give him one last look. And then he's going to go ahead and make his way to follow Kiva. Um, and uh, sorry, just because I have a bad memory. Did Kiva mention Amity's uh, little hideout or no? I don't think she heard Amity from the street, so she doesn't know that that's where everyone's headed. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, Metreon sees uh, Ismark and Randy, though, so he's going to keep going ahead. He's going to go and try and join them. All right. And that was my bonus action dash, but then seeing uh, that there are vampires here, um, from here do I see Amity? Uh, from your current location, yes. You can see her just inside the door on the opposite side of the street. And she's like beckoning people to come in. She is, yes. Okay. You can hear her shouting from here. Um, so Metron's going to just look around and seeing these these bloodsuckers, uh, he's just going to keep, keep, keep running. All right. And that's his turn. All right, Ismark is up. He will glance from side to side, um, and then seeing that he is closest to the uh, grappled man, will move forward. And he will attempt to uh, grapple him away. I believe this will be a contested check. He pulls, tugging on the man, trying to pull him out of the vampire's grip. 
uh, but the vampire uh, snarls, hissing, uh, maintaining uh, with its superhuman speed and even stronger grip as Ismark's eyes widen helplessly. God damn it! That is the end of Ismark's turn. Uh, Amity, you're up. Uh, you now have a, a few uh, Valachians in here with you, as well as um, Metreon on the way. What are you doing? Oh yeah, she's going on the offensive, pointing a finger out uh, at the two uh, Vampos she can see and casting Shatter. Okay, place it on the map. There we go. Uh, they need to make constitution saving throws or take 17 damage. That is a 22 and a 21. Well, they take half of 17 damage. All Unless right. they're made of crystal. Alas, they are not. But they are flung rudely aside for a moment where they steady themselves, their gaze is whipping toward you, snarling, their lips peeling back and revealing the now blood-stained fangs, the reddish liquid running down their chins and cheeks. Let go of them! I hear there's better prey over there! Amity points in a random direction. <laughs> Alright, uh, is that your turn? You better believe it is. Alright. Uh, with that, the you watch uh, Arthrendir as one of the vampires begins healing again, regenerating its wounds until it looks entirely fresh, save for a point where uh, one of its clothes was uh, torn by the force of the explosion. The two exchange a look and then bite down on the two Valachians imprisoned in their grasps. Uh... What of them biting down hard, uh, the man uh, slumping over in death as the vampire drains his blood? The other uh, woman dodging and ducking out of the way, just barely managing to escape while screaming bloody murder. The vampire snarling and releasing her with a kick to the back as both vampires exchange a glance, look up at the, the bat silhouette in the sky, and then begin swiftly stepping off toward the trees and the path to the outskirts of the village. Um, behind you, you see the two vampires fighting over the man, each of them attempting to bite him at the same time. You watch as each of them sinks their um, teeth into his neck, the man crying out, his eyes rolling back as he slumps over on the ground, the two vampires feeding happily before wiping their lips and bounding for the cemetery past their, uh, or towards their compatriot. And with that, uh, you watch as each of the vampires begin turning, bounding away into the night. Uh, Lillison, what are you doing? Lillison is going to take a step closer into the church. Um, what exactly does she see there at this point? In the church, she sees uh, Father Lucian's dead body, his throat torn out and eviscerated, bits of entrails across the floor, blood staining the pews overturned, some of which have been snapped in the panic. Uh, one extinguished torch now burning out in embers on the ground. And just this terrible silence marred by the 
last remnants of the screams from outside that are slowly fading away into mist. Okay. Um, are these windows still intact? The windows are intact, yes. Pity. Um, okay, Lilison is going to pause for a moment and then turn around and head out again, um, brushing past Kiva as she does, uh, looking extremely focused on something. And then she's going to bonus action dash and uh, send some more acid splashes out, actually. All right. Uh, sending one to hit both, uh, both of the ones on the right over there. Go for it. That is an eight and a 26. Okay. That's going to be one damage to the one who rolled an eight. All right, there's a bit of a sizzle uh, that also kind of splatters into some of the roots in the nearby plant life before the vampire doesn't even seem to notice uh, slipping away into the darkness away from you. All right, that's her turn. All right. Uh, dear, you're up. He lets the concentration on the illusion drop and then just looking helplessly from Metreon to Lillison to Bismarck to Kiva, he's just going to say, Look, y'all, we gotta move. If we're found here when the alarm gets raised, we're gonna be blamed. We're foreigners. We gotta find some place to go. And then with that, he's going to... Yeah, yeah, he's gonna look at Ismark, give him a nod, and then dash to where Amity's hiding place is. All right. Kiva, anything from you? All right. So um, Kiva will now step outside the church and, um, hmm. She can still see those vampires, so fuck. I guess <laughs> she's going to do something stupid. Um, yeah, she'll take the um, dash action and try to catch up to the vampires and then use the rest of her movement as well. All right, Actually, go for wait it. a minute. Hold on, sorry. One sec. Am I still raging at this point? Yes, I believe you would be. Perfect. Okay. Uh, when she gets there, she's going to throw her scimitar at the topmost uh, vampire. All right, go for it. Ah, four throws. Uh, it's a seven. All right. As you as you whirl the scimitar through the air, sending it spiraling uh, head over hilt. Right toward the vampire, you watch as its ears perk up, its body stiffens with supernatural, inhuman sensitivity and speed, whirling and smashes the blade out of the air with the backhand of its fist. The blade slumps into the ground, 
uh, the blade slicing into the earth and loamy soil. The vampire fixes you okay. with a single lingering glare and a distant hiss before turning back toward the darkness. Okay, so she's going to um, finish her movement and just end up one square further down, and then uh, the scimitar will come back to her. All right. With that, the uh, shell-shocked woman who was recently grappled scrambles to her feet, running across the road uh, and just barely getting inside with Amity. Um, that is the only other com uh, block into act. Metron, anything from you while you're inside? Or not inside. Where did you go? Uh, well, he's just going to spend his movement to barrel into the house that Amity's in, just past her, ignoring ah, yes. the, the commoners who are uh, in his way. He just kind of barrels in and then finds a corner and uh, crouches in it. All right. And with that, as you speed into the house, you watch as the shapes of the vampires vanish into the night. Their forms disappearing into the darkness. Are any of you pursuing, or are you making your ways into the uh, house with Amity? The latter. I think Kiva, Kiva would continue to try to pursue, honestly. Yeah, so would Lillison. Alright, okay. um... In that Murder case, gal. I will need the... One second. As both of the vampires attempt to escape. Um, you're pursuing these two vampires? On the right, yeah. All yes. right. Um, Sidestepping initiative for a moment and moving into more of a chase. You watch as one of them slips, dashes forward, bounding ahead to the darkness and then slipping out of sight once it's beyond the range of your dark vision. As soon as you catch up, you see it's vanished, though you can see the other one, uh, who did not quite roll as high as in its stealth check, is just a bit of a ways away. Um, you can still attack that one if you'd like. Or you can use your action to dash to, to try to catch up with it. But it's clear that unless you dash after it, it's going to outpace you. I can bonus action dash. Oh, that's true. And I've got a ranged weapon now, so <laughs> I'm good to at least, as long as it's within 60 feet, I'm fine. All right, it'll probably only be within 60 feet for the next round, so if you'd like to uh, move forward and attack uh, with your actions, you are certainly welcome to. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right. That's a 15 uh, for the A 15 just hits, and Lillison, you're casting an acid splash? I am. Gotcha. Unfortunately, as you cast the spell forward, the vampire spawn just ducks nimbly aside it, uh, evading the splash of boiling crimson acid. Uh, however, Kiva, its uh, trajectory forces it to dodge just into the arc of your spiraling scimitar, dealing how much damage? Six force damage. All right, it slices across part of its ear, cutting it away. But as you watch, it instantly begins to regrow, uh, regenerating faster than you can even imagine. It's going to make another stealth check and attempt to uh, evade. Uh, what are your passive perceptions? Uh... Sorry, I'm looking for it on the sheet. Where is it on the sheet? It's not on the sheet. It's just 10 plus your perception mod. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's 13. 13. Um, all right. So unfortunately, as the vampire spawn rolls a 20, you watch as it dashes forward, just uh, scrabbling up the side of a rooftop, 
And as soon as you round away to the side of the road, peering up over the chimney of the top of the townhouse, you see the silhouette pause for a moment, glancing back down at you, its crimson eyes glinting in the moonlight, and then it scrambles out of sight and it's gone. The night is quiet. And with that, as the lurching forms of the vampires vanish into the night, the screams of terror slowly fading into the night air, each of your chests pounding, your breaths coming hard, and the fear and chill sinking deep into your flesh and minds. Amity, as your teeth chatter and you watch as the two children crying into each other's arms in the side of the townhouse that you've made your way into there, the two, um, uh, the, the three Valachian adults that have made their way inside just staring straight ahead with a quiet, silent horror, just hollow expressions pointed forward. Not a tear escaping their eyes. Metrion, as you slowly catch your breath, and Erthrandir, as you watch Kiva and Lillison vanish down the street into the distance. That is where we'll take our break for now. We did it. We won. Well, I think that's in the chat for Father Lucian, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, drop one out. Rest in pieces. Yeah. And with that, we will pick this back up after a 15-minute break. We'll see you all back here soon. <laughs>